0: Welcome back, y'all. I am Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I'm the founder of Kingdom Creative Council. Y'all know who I am. I'm a licensed therapist. I have 16 plus years of experience. I know, like a young thought. To y'all. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, stop. I feel good today, y'all. But anyway, uh, but I do have 16 plus years of experience as a licensed therapist. I'm not a, a licensed Christian counselor. Okay, they get my certificate in six weeks. I am a tried and true licensed therapist okay I'm also a published author I've written close to 60 60 books my goal is 100 with the next 5 to 10 years honey. and then of course I'm an entrepreneur I told you about private practice I do have bunch the courses and training courses and t-shirts and all kinds of wonderful things that help to bring you about uh, healing uh, and the major difference between uh, myself again and another Maybe a different type of therapist is that I bring you faith-based principles to bring about what lasting change. Are y'all ready? I'm ready. Today we're gonna talk about workers of iniquity. I know some of y'all be like, well, Samaria, ain't that kind of negative? Why are you always talking about problems more than solutions? Well, again, because I because I am a therapist, remember therapists, people come to therapy with problems. That's just the nature of it. I'm not a coach um, uh, I really am a real licensed therapist. Okay. And so that's why I start off with the problem, but I don't like to I deal with problems. Just talk about them without giving you possible solutions, signs and symptoms and root causes and all that wonderful things. Okay. That's why you'll see a theme on my particular, uh, uh YouTube channel or wherever you're watching, where, whether it be my, my podcast or Facebook or another social media, um, even though this particular what we're doing right now is not therapy, I do talk about problems first because that's just the nature of uh the work that I do, okay so hopefully that clears that up and again um uh i I, I don't use the exact lives of my clients, but these are things ninety percent of what I talk about are are themes that you will address for those watching my podcast or whatever that I do address uh in my uh in my private practice, believe it or not. Um and so um there I like to think about different topics that people may necessarily think of are therapy-based topics. You know, I talked about last time dating and high value uh people versus high maintenance people. But believe it or not, when you're dealing with these type of people uh and and you get burnt, you get got a couple times, honey, you do we end up seeing influx of people going to therapy. Um, and so that's that's why I do what I do. Okay, if you have any suggestions, feel free to post them uh, below because I'll be glad to address any of your uh different topics that you may have. But I'm gonna keep going and flowing, and hopefully you will like, comment, and subscribing, subscribing, subscribing. today we're gonna talk about workers of iniquity. Hey, hey, scenario, how does this have to do with therapy? Well, honey. In this day and time, there are workers of iniquity. There are workers of iniquity in our lives. And I'm going to explain to you what they are. And when you come across during a relationship with a worker of iniquity, honey, you do need to call your therapist, okay? This is not something you just go to the altar and get somebody to lay hands on you and root the devil off of you. If you have come in contact with a workers of iniquity, as I will describe it, again, you may need to go to therapy, okay? All right. Um, yeah. So uh so what are workers of iniquity? Mm-hmm. All right. So iniquity means gross, immoral, unfair treatment. So the first thing you know you dealt with a, a workers of iniquity if, if you had been treated betrayed, uh backstabbers, grossly, immorally um been mistreated to the point that it broke your soul. You know, I referenced the song, I believe it came back in the 70s. I want to say it's by the OJs, I believe. And it was called Backstabbers. Uh-huh. Backstabbers have a plan. And believe it or not, <laughs> if you ever hear that song or you Google it and play the song, they are actually describing again a a a characteristic of a workers of a nickel. They smile in your face. All the time, they want to take your place. Backstabbers. I love that song, y'all. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, so anyway, so let's talk about this. So, what so these are people that are committed? Look at the word here: committed, have a consistent act of wickedness, wickedness and idolatry. They pretend to be Christians, but they serve other gods. Um, they plot and they plan your demise. So, uh, look at those teachings that I did. A while back on the narcissist, the Christian narcissist, are uh, those who are motivated by a spirit of manipulation, power, and control. I'm still referring to a workers of iniquity. They are committed to deception. When we deal with the workers of iniquity, uh, it's not a happy. they're gonna protect those happy Just a misunderstanding. No, no, no. They are committed. They are intentional about this. And there are those who plot and plan, again, your demise. They are intentional betrayers. So as I said before, when you're dealing with someone who's, who has a string of unhealthiness, unhealthy relationships, when you're dealing with a narcissist, a Christian or someone who's motivated by who has the characteristics of a, someone motivated by the spirit of manipulation, power, and control, they know who they are. As I said before, I'm not, I sound like a broker, right? They know exactly who they are. They are not delusional about this you my brothers and sisters are the new supply, but they know who they are they have a pattern of this someone has told them off probably cursed them out i didn't say you should curse i'm just saying they probably got got and got told off multiple times by somebody they got they that they burned and then they move on to the next person and the reason why we call these the workers of iniquities is because they had this pattern of doing this over and over and over again they find new innocent people so they are committed to this act and not committed to repentance they're committed to this act and they may be up in church and up in your timeline and your DMs. Okay, pretend to be to be uh, innocent and to be what you, what you are looking for, but they are still workers of iniquity. So let's define workers of iniquity. Workers again, more definitions, excuse me, is a as a person with a specific agenda, a task, a plan of action to yield a particular demonic result. Sometimes, and I said this before, people don't like you. They want to be next to you. They want your spot. They don't want your, they don't like you. They're gonna pretend like they do. They want what you got. Some people don't don't love you. They love the benefits of being in your presence. You, you get what I'm saying. So they it's a committed action. I always say that you know the, the the length of time it takes you to talk trash about me, the length of time. And I'm not you know you take it how you want, uh, and 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 plot and plan because I have people do that to me. You know I fall forgiven because <laughs> I'm still blessed. I'm um, so the amount of time it takes and energy it takes to come for me. You could have done something with your life, but they are committed to the wrong thing okay they are motivated by impure actions motivated so that the bears the question uh that you may be asking samaria what is the difference between a toxic trait person versus a toxic person what's the difference let me I'll say it again what's the difference between someone who has a toxic trait versus someone who is a toxic person there is a difference now first of all uh being having a toxic trait is just a part of our humanity and not I'm not um like making light of it, but we all have a proclivity. We all have a sin, a weakness, no matter how spiritual you are. There's no one that can walk around a cloud nine and say, I've never, I'm just so wonderful. I don't have any issues or, or proclivities or, 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 or uh, fears or, or things that I need to work on um God is 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 uh, allows us to have certain proclivities and things because he wants our dependency to be on him. and so if you walk around in this sense of s- such righteousness the Bible says you have you you say you've never sinned, you're lying, basically we all have a sin. we all have a sin that calls our name a particular sin now you may not be able to I don't I don't smoke uh, marijuana, right? So you can't, so my particular sin is not, you can't, uh, hand me a, a man, a, a marijuana, uh, whatever you think called, uh, cigarette. I don't even call it. <laughs> Bowl, whatever you call it. You can't have me uh, whatever th- things are and get me smoking. Cause I've never smoked marijuana. That's not my proclivity, but there's something else, which I will not be telling y'all. Okay. There may be something else there. You see what I'm saying? So there's a particular sin that knows you and knows you well. And so we all have a proclivity. We don't, and that doesn't necessarily mean you continue in sin, but these are things that we got to put under the cross and say, God, this is what's in me. And God allows us so that our dependency can be on him so that we go to him so that we can keep our proclivities and our sin nature at bay. Right? Oh, uh, and so if you really look at the scripture, let me read this. Here we go, aren't you? Uh-oh. yeah, all lost my scriptures here. Hold on. Some of my scriptures. So if you read, uh, I'm going to read Romans chapter seven, around about the 15th verse, New Living Translation. And it reads, I really don't understand. Now, this is Paul saying this, uh, uh, classic scripture. Um, I love how the New Living Translation uh, uh interprets and It reads, uh, I don't really understand myself for what I want to do. Well, for- I-, I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree with the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Say it again. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin uh, living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't, I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. For if I do what I don't want to do, I am really not doing the one. Oh, let me It's confusing. Hold on. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. We all have a sin living in us that we got to keep under the cross of Jesus. We all sin. The Bible says, I think it was in Job, a man that is born of a woman, uh, and 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 can still sin, right? Um, we all have a sin nature; all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so, I'm not telling you to 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 uh, I'm not pacifying or to say I'm just telling you just because you have a proclivity or a sin or an area of weakness, it does not mean you're a toxic person. It means you have some toxic traits that 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 come as a result of being in this fallen body this fallen earth that we have so um but sometimes we have the best so sometimes uh we have the best intentions and things don't work out nothing wrong with that it doesn't mean that you're a toxic person you may have some toxic traits all right so why does god allow us to have to continue to have certain sins in our lives or certain uh, traits, right? Why does God allow us, again, for our dependency to be on him? Watch what Paul said. Now, Paul, Apostle Paul, this great apostle of faith, wrote uh, X amount of uh, ch- uh, chapter, uh, books in the Bible, a great prolific, prof, uh, prolific man. He wrote, listen, I, I still got some weaknesses. Doesn't make you a toxic person. We're going to define what a, a workers of iniquity is, but that doesn't make you a toxic person. It means you got some traits. Second uh, Corinthians 12, seven through 10 new Living translation reads, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, watch with this. So to keep me from becoming proud, why to keep me from becoming proud? Why do you still have a, a, some, some, some issues in your life? Why are you not perfect? Because God wants you to, 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 to keep you from being proud I was giving a thorn in my flesh. What was that thorn? A thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. The purpose of God allowing certain things in our lives uh, or our, or our, our, our toxic traits was to is to keep us from being proud. Verse eight, three different times. I begged the Lord to take it away. Verse nine, each time he said, my grace is all you need. Uh, And another scripture says, my grace is sufficient, is the King James Version says. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses. So again, Paul says, I got some weaknesses here. So the power of God can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults and hardships and persecutions and troubles I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am made strong. You're not a toxic person. You're not a toxic person. You may have some traits. And God allows so we can depend upon him, so we can go to Him. Well, what 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 kind of person would you be if you never needed to go to God? If you never needed to repent. Okay? So we going we gonna So what's the difference between a workers of iniquity? Watch this is someone Whose heart has turned cold. And God has turned them over to what Scripture calls a reprobate mind. These people whose hearts and minds, I'm gonna still just go over here. I'm setting some foundation, has become so out of order and they will not heed to the warning of God. It's like God puts his hand up to get head at it. He turns them over to a reprobate mind. Uh, the King James version says, "He God gave them up." See, God does not leave us, but you can leave Him based upon what you desire. He's not going to fight for you. I mean, he's not gonna, he's not gonna, uh, uh, he's not going to force you, is what I mean, to stay in relationship with Him. Romans one, we're gonna still talk about workers over niggers. I'm just setting a foundation. Romans one, I'm gonna read this from the King James verse around about the 25th verse because I have to back up everything I say with scripture. You understand? So it says in verse 25, who changed the truth of God into a lie? Who did it? These workers of iniquity. They changed the truth of God's word into a lie and they worship and serve the creator. What do they do? Idolatry more than their creator who blessed them. Verse 26, for this cause, God gave them up. What did God do? He gave them up, meaning he respected your decision to not serve him. And he said, fine. 28th verse. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, they rejected God. God gave them over. What did God do? Gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. What did God do? Gave them over. What does reprobate mean? It means condemned. This is how people become a workers of iniquity. They have no moral compass. They are condemned to their own weakness and their immorality because they chose to not follow God. According to Judges 16:20, God always sends warnings. And after we continue to not heed to the warnings, God says, fine. Judges 16:20 is when uh uh you know Samson did not follow the leading of the Lord, the warning of the Lord. And he ended up finding himself in the lap of Delilah, and eventually got to a place where he tried to get up and fight the the I believe the Philistines, and he this the, the scripture says that Lord had left him. Okay, Genesis three six three says, "My spirit will not strive, strive with man always." I'm just telling you how workers of iniquity become workers of iniquity. They they continue on in this sin and 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 proclivities, and they will not turn or repent before god The difference between saul who technically was considered a worker of iniquity after he turned his heart away from god versus david is not that they were perfect saul committed sin david committed sin the difference was david knew how to repent saul his heart wasn't really for god he just wanted his reputation in front of the people to be okay but he didn't he didn't really have a relationship with god so god turned him over to a reprobate mind you know this because the man was mentally unstable King Saul, right? So I'm just setting my foundation. I'm gonna give you some key points. Uh, So reprobate or a seared consciousness means when our minds are fried, we no longer able to feel empathy or pain or guilt. Remember the scripture said that there is no, therefore no condemnation to those. Watch this, it gives you a qualifier for those who are in Christ Jesus. However, there is conviction. What does conviction mean? The feeling of guilt. So you may not be condemned. Condemned means you are not condemned to eternal damnation. You're not condemned uh, to a life of judgment. Condemned means judgment. But you can feel convicted. That's how you, how do you repent if you don't feel convicted? Right? So the last thing I'll tell you, if I tell you sign and the workers of iniquity, okay? It simply means this. God takes no pleasure in the downfall of, the the workers of iniquity. He takes no pleasure in that. He doesn't. Man does, God does not. I'm going to read Ezekiel 33, 11. It says, I tell them I have, uh, Ezekiel 33, I said it kind of fast, excuse me, verse 11, 33, 11. This is from the Living Bible. And it reads, I, as I live, says the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. I desire that the wicked turn from their evil ways and live. Turn, turn from your wickedness for you will die, O Israel. For the t- verse twelve, for the good works of the righteous will not save them if he if he turns to sin, and the sin of the evil will not will not destroy him if he repents. So what happens is, long story is this, is that even workers of iniquity have an opportunity to repent and be healed. God uses to proclaim, He God uses certain levels of judgment to get them to turn back their hearts back towards. Sometimes God got to allow us to feel the pain of our own disobedience. And that's what happens. So there is still grace for the workers of iniquity, but oftentimes their hearts and their minds are so seared. They won't even accept uh, the forgiveness of the grace that God is, is giving them. Right? So how do I know I'm dealing with the workers of iniquity? And like I said, y'all, these are therapy points. Uh, these are these are reasons why people come to therapy. You may not necessarily identify it as a as a uh, as a thing, but I am telling you, it is. Um, it is. They don't call it that though. Hold on, let me go to I'm putting up my next scripture here. Okay, so number one reason you know you're dealing with the workers of iniquity is they have a hidden agenda. This is why the Bible says, now God in all your ways." But they have a hidden agenda. They're plotting and They're planning and they're intentionally, 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 intentionally deceiving others. That's a workers of iniquity. Uh, point number two, uh, second Timothy. Um, two, I'm gonna read it from the Living Bible, and it says, And you know, this well, very well. I'm not gonna read this all, read it on your own time. Uh, but Timothy, in the last days, which is why we're seeing an increase of people who are operating in the spirit of manipulation, power, and control. We have an increase of people who are, um, who are, uh, have former godliness, You increase the people who are dishonorable and disrespectful. There's an increase of people. There's a reason why people talk with narcissistic people and, and, and people are so obsessed with this disorder because we're living in the last days. Watch this. And it reads verse two, um, for people will watch this. It's giving us some things. Some some These are all workers of iniquity. They will love themselves and their money. They'll be proud and boastful. They'll be sneering at God, sneering at God's people. That means making fun of, putting down, uh, being degrading uh, 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 and and decrepited and and overly critical. Disobedient to parents, ungrateful to them, thoroughly bad within their hearts. They will be hard-hearted, never give unto others. These are people who who never admit what they're wrong. Okay, they'll be constant liars trouble makers and the and will think nothing of immorality. They had no, they had no consciousness, no type of empathy, no type of sympathy. Uh, they'll be rough and cruel and, and sneer at those who try to do good. Watch should they'll betray friends? They will be hot headed, puffed up with pride and prefer good times rather than worshiping God. They will go to church. Yes, but they won't really believe anything they hear. Don't be taken in by people like that. The Bible says, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from. This is what scripture is called. And if you've ever been in a relationship with someone, it didn't have to be all of them, but one of these criteria, you probably would need to go to therapy because it's very difficult to recover. You can, but you, uh, you can obviously, but you want to just heal. You want to heal from their venom. Uh, the next is a vagabond spirit. These are people who go from place to place. They had no loyalty. They had no roots. They go from place to place. I know people like that. Uh, I was praying about some people in, the, in Samaria, said, and God said, Samaria, all these people doing go place to place, all they do is burn bridges. They do, they use people, and they go on to the next person. they go use that person, go on to the next one. All they're doing is burning bridges. They go from one place to the next place to the next place, just using people, burning bridges. And they, and they go, hurting people, losing people, can't keep relationships a long time, and they go off to the next person. That's a narcissist, a vagabond spirit. They are always an enemy described as a friend. They are a Christian narcissist, meaning they claim to be Christian, but they're deceptive in their nature. They are self centered, full of, of pride. You meet know, people like it's all about them pride, 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 pride. pride. Okay? We're going to find ourselves in um, Psalms chapter 37. It's one of my favorite. I've been just, uh, I-, I love that scripture. I've been truly meditating on for the last few years. Believe it or not, it's been so good. Okay, the Bible, according to Psalm thirty-seven, calls these evil doers. Watch. Well, let me read this uh, from. It says, "Don't worry." The King James verse says, "Don't worry about evil doers uh, and workers of iniquity." So it teaches us there's a difference between an evil evil doer versus a workers of iniquity. I don't want to confuse you. An evil doer is it, the Bible says, according to Psalm thirty-seven, don't be afraid of them. So an evildoer is going to try to intimidate you by coming against you with verbal assaults and threats. That's an evildoer. However, remember I said there's a difference between an envious person versus a jealous person. Uh, A jealousy, this is what the workers of iniquity are because um, here's the thing. Uh, When a workers of iniquity, they're jealous of you, okay? Jealousy is someone who's jealous of you. They, They want what you have. That's one form of jealousy. But envy comes when they want to do something about it. And they want to do something about their distaste towards you. When they want to stop your progress when they are intentioned upon it. That that's what make them the workers of iniquity. Okay, uh, workers of iniquity are people who appear initially, well, initially appear to be getting away with their demonic agenda. They appear to be successful in their demonic agenda, believe it or not. But remember, God has the final say. They appear to be righteous, however, they're liars and deceivers. They are wolves in sheep's clothes. They appear to be innocent, but instead they're motivated by a hidden agenda. Don't get angry, according to Psalm 37 and 8, when you see workers of iniquity prospering. Workers of iniquity uh, are prone to fits of rage. They will make you angry if you allow. Don't allow, don't match energies with anybody. If someone's going to this talk, walk away. But they go and, hide and they do all kinds of destructive stuff. If you don't got to put up with that. Just walk away. Okay? A few more points here. According to Psalm 37, 12, they plot against the godly. Plot means to make secret plans to carry them out. Remember I told you about the spirit of Haman or Jezebel. They, they, they have a secret plan for you to take you off your spot and they're gonna smile on your face pretend like we, we best friends. Okay, Psalm 37, 21 says they borrow and don't and had no intentions of repaying, you, repaying what they borrowed. No intent, they'll ask you for the money, but they'll borrow and don't have no, and I talk to you about, I think the last two uh, teachings I did, who not to date. I, I talked about um, uh, high value people versus high maintenance people. Someone who has a poverty mentality; they will borrow money from you or try to get you to pay their bills, and they have no intention of repaying. This is a worker's that this is in general a a a someone who is um, not someone for you, right? Okay. According to Psalm 37, God's judgment is eventually going to be against them because what happens is uh, you can't treat a child of God any your kind of way. There is judgment. God still gives them grace and time to repay. But after they keep going on and on and on, God's going to prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemy. That's number one. But God's going to get them for you. You cannot treat a child of like God in your old kind of way and think you can get away with it. It may appear to be getting away with it, but trust me, they're not. They're not. All right. Uh, Psalm 37, uh, 32. They, sl- they seek to slay the righteous. Now they intentionally think to bring the righteous person down. These are workers of iniquity uh and you see them all places workplaces romantic relations these people get next to you being completely jealous of you but they're trying to get next to you in families you have workers everywhere okay and according to psalm 37 5 initially they do rise in great power they do remember hitler and i mean that uh i'm not trying to disrespect anybody when i say that his name he rose in great power he eventually what was his demise Haman rose in great power, but what was his demise? Jezebel rose in great power. And so don't get envious of workers of iniquity because they appear to have uh, this great power, but eventually God will bring them low. They won't won't succeed in their plans. So what should you do? Going back to Psalm 37, according to the scripture, one, trust in the Lord and do good. Don't allow someone else's uh, plots and plans against you cause you to stop being a good person. I, I'll never forget uh, after I went through some things I said you know what God I'm not gonna allow what someone did to me cause me to go over the bitterness and resentment I'm not gonna allow that because I'll give them the power I'm gonna keep living my life I'm gonna keep doing what God has called me to do and I'm gonna keep healing because I'm not gonna allow what someone did I'm gonna keep doing good I'm gonna keep being Samaria I'm gonna be being the good Samaria that I am and I'm not gonna allow what someone has done to me cause me to take me off who I am keep doing good keep being consistent uh, then you will live safely in the land. Look, watch what God says. He says, listen, verse four, take delight in the Lord. Psalm 37, For take delight in the Lord. Make your, make your heart posture, not what people say about you, not what you've achieved. Those things are wonderful. But remember, people can change their mind and your achievements can go away tomorrow. You can achieve great. But if you're delighted in the Lord, he will give you every desire of your heart. What do you desire? You desire a great career, you desire a great business, you desire a great friend, you desire a great spouse. When you delight in the Lord and you don't allow the, the, the people who come against you to cause you to go over into bitterness and resentment, you posture yourself to receive everything that God has planned for you. Commit, that means be consistent in everything you do unto the Lord, verse five. Trust God even when you cannot trace. Him. I wrote a book called Trusting God Is Not Easy But it is worth it. I'll post a link below. Okay? Um, But trust God and he's going to help you. He will will make your innocence radiate like the dawn. He's going to make sure you're innocent and everybody knows it. Radiate. And the justice of your cause will shine at the new day. Verse five, it says, be still in the presence. Let the presence of God be your desire. Be still in his presence. Learn to weigh on him. Soak in his presence. Let go of worry verse seven and, and and don't worry about the. sometimes you can be looking at people and say how you how you do that how you still see I had people come against me and I think how could you sleep at night how could you sleep at night if I to tell like that listen I'll be all up in arms guys don't worry about it It, like it they get today thing they to get away with it don't worry about it don't worry don't worry about it John don't worry about it Jenny. don't worry about it whomever don't worry about it don't worry about it keep being good. Don't be angry. Don't lose your your. Don't be angry. It's hard not to be angry, because you want be to be listening. Son, listen. I don't know who you think you're talking to, but don't be angry. Let it go. God got it. Don't lose your temper. And it says that for the wicked will be destroyed. And I'm not saying we, we again. Corner thirty. Uh, Ezekiel thirty three eleven. We're not relishing in at their destruction. I'm just saying you're not gonna get away with it. For those who trust in the Lord will possess it. You're going to own it. You're going to have the land. You're going to have the desires of your, you're going to have everything that you want because your delight is in God, not in the plot. See, see, the the the, the wicked, and the workers, their delight in, is in stuff, who I can get next to, the position I can have, what kind of car I can drive. That's a delight. That, that's their God. That's why they like that. They're, they're motivated by greed. I did a teaching called Greed. That's what motivates them. But when, you're God, when God is your motivation, there's nothing, no good thing when he withhold from them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Let your love walk be towards God first. He's going to give it to you. But when he gives it to you, he can trust you with it. There is fleeting. They can't hold on to nothing. When God gives it to you, you, he can trust you with it. He knows that he can give you that thing that you want. He can, you can, he can give you that career. He can give you that money. He can give you that spouse. And your heart is not going to turn towards other gods. Because your delight is in him, not in his stuff. Not in, not in his hand. Keep being faithful. You're going to possess the land. God loves you. There's so much Mark said, read uh, th- uh, Psalm 37. God's going to make you a generous giver. That means he's going, to, he's going to prosper you. He's going to give you an inheritance. So your children, your children, and your children's children, whatever you put your hand to do, they're going to have an inheritance because of your obedience. But with the wicked, they're gonna they're gonna fade. God's gonna give you strength. God delights in you. It doesn't matter what people say. God delights in you. Say it with me. God delights in me. God delights in me. God delights in me. It doesn't matter what these people say. God delights in me. David said this, and i clothes I was young. Now I'm old, but I've never seen God be forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. That was King James Version. You're not going to be a beggar. You're the seed. You're the righteousness of God. You're not going to be without. You're going to have everything that God has put in your heart to have because you trust him. You're consistent. You're obedient, and you love him, and you delight in God. Don't allow workers of iniquity to cause you to lose focus. They have your day; they have their day, but you have yours. One of them is going to be in tears for them; it's going to be joy for you. Those who have sown in tears will reap in joy. Dr. Samaria M. Cobert www.samarikova.com. Make sure you can download a free copy of my ebook, The Accuser. We'll be back another day, another time, another banger. Bye.